Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. The following podcast contains explicit language. So I actually tried to weigh myself this morning because I've been avoiding it during this whole pandemic. (laughs) Uh And after building myself up and getting on the scale, the battery was broken. So (laughs) the universe want me to know how much I weigh. The universe is telling you to just go easy on yourself, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. It's better not to know. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about why we should not create work for ourselves, but instead should take a break. We'll also answer a mailroom question about how we make this podcast. And in take two, we'll revisit the subject of Descent Callers, inspired by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You all have a lot of great examples of your own Descent Callers and some really good suggestions for you, Liz, because you need to pick one for yourself. Yes. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack will help ensure that you wake up happy on November 4th. But first, Sarah, we have an update. I wanted to mention that in our Facebook group, just search Facebook for Happier in Hollywood if you'd like to join. We (laughs) highly recommend it. I had posted on the Facebook group that I was having overwhelming urges to shop after (laughs) having no desire to shop for months. I've been like spending all my free time perusing various websites And people wrote in with a lot of reaction to that if they wanted to shop, didn't want to shop. Big topic. But Pepper, who's a friend of the pod, she suggested that I sublimate my desire to shop for myself into holiday shopping. Mm. Start my holiday shopping because that's money I'll have to spend regardless. So I could just start doing it now and satisfy my shopping urge without buying things I don't need. That is very wise. Yes, I want to thank Pepper for that suggestion and just recommend it to anyone out there who's struggling with their own desire to shop. (laughs) I'm an early shopper for holidays, so I've been doing this. And I I have to say, it does help. It really does help. Yeah. 
And then you're not little... panicking, you know, in December. So that's exactly. good too. Yes. Um, and then, of course, we don't want to forget to mention our awesome Cillipine cups, which are still for sale. Speaking of holiday gifts coming up, yes. um, they're $25, including the travel lid and shipping. You can see them on our Instagrams. Um, mine is at Fane and Liz's is at LizCraft. And if you'd like to get one, you can email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desks Of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's don't create work when there is none. Take a break. Yes, we have been talking about this over the last few days because we are experiencing this brief and magical window of time <laughs> when there's basically not much we can do in terms of work. Right. We're either waiting to be sent material or waiting for a deal to close before we can work on something or waiting for a next Zoom meeting. But we keep getting on the phone with each other and creating work for ourselves. Yes. It's <sighs> just a habit we have that we need to break. Why do we do this? I don't know, because the fact is we so seldom have any actual time off. Yeah. So when we do, it's like we feel compelled to fill it with work. So we'll call it our usual time in the morning and like make work. Yes, it is possible to make work even when you really don't have any. <laughs> um, and I don't know if this is what people call the Midwestern work ethic, you know, just like yeah. work, work, work. Um, of course, we should mention we're not getting paid. Right yeah, now. no, we're just so working. It's not as if this is work <laughs> we're getting paid for. It's just it's Prep. just work we're doing to fill time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also part of it is it has to do with anxiety. Uh, you know, the action is the antidote to anxiety thing. Like if we are working, we just feel like there's forward motion and progress happening and it helps soothe our anxious souls. I think that is absolutely a big part of it. I also think when we're not working, it feels like we're falling behind. And I think this sort of goes to the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Mm. Like, I think, I don't know, it's probably true in many industries, and I'd love to hear from others if they feel it's true. Like, I could see real estate agents experiencing this, for example. Yeah. But it feels like if everyone else is working and you're not, you're now behind. Right. You're not just staying in place. You're literally going backward. Right. Someone else's pitch is closer to being sold. Someone else's script is closer yes. to being done. Yeah. Yes. So we were doing all of these just like sort of compulsive work things. And then we yeah. realized, stop. Take yeah. advantage of these days. Like we don't have so many of them. When we have them, yes. we need to just chill the fuck out and take yeah. advantage of them. Yeah, because we, Lord knows, we can fill that time. We can catch up yeah. on personal stuff, like you have all your cabin stuff. I have various appointments I need to go to. We could read a novel. We could go on hikes. We could spend time with our children. There is nothing inherently wrong with having free time during the work week. I should mention, we're very good at not working on the weekend. Oh, yes, we've got that, that nailed. We drilled ourselves <laughs> on that like 10 years ago, like because yeah. we used to work on the weekend. We dropped that, you know, unless it's absolutely necessary. But it, this is during the work week. 
we're talking yes. about. And this week in particular, Violet's nanny here in Minnesota had to be out. So us not working all the time worked out so beautifully. I did get to spend time with her. She'd come out of her schoolroom, and I got to play games with her. And, you know, it was so nice to be able to do that instead of just constantly being on the phone all day. Yeah. And downtime really is important. Like, um, recently... I went to the desert for a couple of days with a friend. We went to Two Bunch Palms, which Mm. I highly recommend. It felt very safe. Everybody was distanced, wearing masks, eating outside. And it just so rejuvenated me. Like, I cannot even, I felt like a new person walking out of there. And if we hadn't allowed ourselves a little downtime for me to do that, I wouldn't have been rejuvenated. Right. And of course, this is advice that we give to other people all the time to take downtime and take time for self-care and, you know, all of that. But then we feel guilty about it. So we don't do it. So we need to apply what we say and believe to ourselves. Yes. We have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Um, Now, Sarah, I will say one thing I've noticed about us, and I think this might apply to others, which is why I want to mention it is that we do better with downtime if we have to do a little something. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, for instance, if we plan a podcast episode, then we go, okay, now we're done for the day. Yeah. If we uh, um, go through some photos that we need to go through for an upcoming pitch, then we feel better. So if you have to spend half an hour really doing something actually productive and then say, okay, now it's downtime. If like us, you need that little bit of something just to keep the guilt in check. (laughs) Yes. And then we need to just commit to not making work for ourselves when there is none, because God knows there is more than enough most of the time to do. And so when we're done recording this podcast, Liz... We're not going to get on the phone. We are not going to get on the phone. No, (laughs) we're not going to spend two hours doing make work. We're going to embrace our downtime. Yes. I like this plan. It's nice to see you and talk to you now, and then I won't talk to you later. Yes. Um, Now, I am curious to know, Sarah, if our listeners find themselves making work for themselves. I bet a lot of people do, especially now. So let us know. Email us or send a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, we answer a mailroom question about how we make happier in Hollywood. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Okay, Liz, it's time for our mailroom segment. And today we have a question from Kira. She said, hi, Liz and Sarah. I would love it if at some point you could talk more about producing the podcast, such as when is the music added in? How much is scripted versus ad lib? Reading something and making it sound like you're not reading it. Do you rehearse? How long does it take to take an episode? Do you always have plenty of material to work with for each episode? Or do you have to dig around sometimes? Do you listen to episodes after they've been produced? I could probably go on and on. Well, this is a great question, and it's one we actually get a lot. So we are going to break it down for you guys. Anyone out there who's thinking about starting a podcast, hopefully this will um, be useful to you. And if not, hopefully it'll be somewhat interesting. (laughs) So Sarah, let's start at the beginning of the process. Yes. So for starters, we keep a running list of topics and hacks. We used to do this on the whiteboard in our office. We have a Google Doc now that we share, and we flag questions and comments that come to us through email or the Facebook group that seem interesting, and we pay a lot of attention to issues that come up with our writer friends. And we are always on the lookout for good hacks. So if anyone has a good hack, send us an email. We can always use one. And sometimes our running list has five or 10 things on it, sometimes more, and sometimes it has nothing on it. We'll just zip through everything. Yeah. So say we've got a blank slate for an upcoming podcast. What do we do? Well, we just start talking about what's happening in our lives. And we always find that our best ideas come from examining what's actually happening in our work life. Um, Just for instance, just right now, we talked about not making work for ourselves. That came about because we actually were having that discussion and we said (laughs) we should talk about this on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Or in episode 175, we talked about tips for pitching on Zoom because we were actually writing a pitch that we're going to do on Zoom and so on. Yes. And I think for us, what's really great about it is that we end up discussing and analyzing our work and our lives in a very productive way. So finding these topics of things to talk about on the podcast really helps us realize what we're feeling and then deal with that, which helps us evolve and work even better. Yes. And I should mention, Sarah, when we're um, picking topics, we do try to choose things that will be interesting for everyone, not just TV writers. We've said before, we think about my friend Mindy in Kansas City, and we think, is this interesting to Mindy in Kansas City? And if it's absolutely not, we usually won't do it. Yes. Like if it's too sort of inside baseball. Yes. Occasionally we will, but but usually we try to make it interesting for everyone. And then we want to make sure that we have something useful to say on the subject, because there are obviously a lot of things we don't know anything about. And if we if something feels like a topic, but we really aren't qualified to discuss it, we call in an expert, like when we call our lawyer to ask about whether writers should start working before a deal is closed, which also is just genuinely a question that we ourselves have had for a long time. (laughs) Yes. And then on the subject of like, do we write it out? How much is written? How much is ad lib? We talk about each topic and the different points we want to make about it. And then we have what we refer to as a script, but it's really not a script. It's more of an outline, I guess. It's sort of like bullet points without bullet points. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we divide it up just the way we divide up everything in our lives. And then sort of each of us is responsible for writing down the points for a topic. And we do write down a setup, like, you know, someone's bio or explaining what something is, um, just so that it will be smoother when we record and we put in whatever articles we might want to refer to or listener questions. And we do all of this in Google Docs, which means we can share the document. Our former assistant, Wafwa, was the one who introduced us to Google Docs, if anyone remembers that. She had it as a hack. And so then you and I can read each other's sections and add our own thoughts or questions. And then if we're doing an interview, we do write out questions, but we also try to leave room to let the conversation go back and forth naturally, because um, I find really a good interview is when you're listening to what the person is saying and responding and not just plowing forward on your questions. Yeah. And it's nice because we always know we can edit things out. Yes. Like, I'll ask a question sometimes and be like, that's just a stupid question. Why did I ask that? We can just Same. edit it out. It's all yes. okay. And we don't rehearse, but that's okay because we have our amazing executive producer, Chuck Reed, who edits out all of our mistakes and coughs and mispronounced words and all of those horrible things. Um, and in fact, we asked Chuck if he would do a little assembly of some of that just so you can <laughs> see for yourselves. So here's that. Uh, um... Um, 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 <clears throat> or, oh, hold, sorry, I have, <clears throat> um, you know, um, uh, you know, yeah. um, so, you know, we can, <clears throat> um, 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 wait, sorry, sorry, you okay? Yeah, I just, I don't know, go ahead. Um, 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 so, you know, you know, it's kind of, um, oh, okay, yeah, kind of, um, you know, you know, um, Sort of, um, um, you know, um, like, uh, uh, um, 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 oh, and then, and then, <clears throat> um, 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 you know, oh, wait, I, I'm sorry, wait, sorry, no, okay, 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 um, uh, um, 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 <laughs> oh, sorry, um, you know, you want to just start that again? All right, sir. We obviously owe Chuck a lot because we would <laughs> not sound nearly as professional if we did not have his magic touch. Yes, we do. And so, yeah, so Chuck um, edits the episode. We like them to be about 30 minutes, um, so we try not to go too far over that. If we do have a really long episode, we'll discuss possible chunks to cut with Chuck, like you know, whole questions from an interview or maybe an update that we feel like we can wait and use in another episode if we're running long. And then Chuck puts in all the music. Um, early on when we started working together, we had sort of a session of like, this is what we think happier in Hollywood music sounds like. This is what we don't think it sounds like. And he played us all of these different kinds of things. And we said, okay, this is kind of our sound. And so Chuck has all of those things. And then he puts the music in as well. And he does all the post. Yes, Chuck is the uh, the maestro behind all of this. And we do try to listen to the episode. Uh, he sends it to us, you know, before it goes up. But um, sometimes we don't if we're backs are to the wall. But we know that Chuck has our back, luckily. So, yes, we um, are able to sometimes not listen. 
Yes. And it all comes down to Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Yes. Thank God for Chuck. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. It is time for take two, where we revisit a segment that sparked a lot of feedback and discussion. And this week, it's the Hollywood hack from episode 177, Have Your Own Descent Caller. We got a ton of responses about this. Um, I had asked for recommendations of what I could choose for my own descent caller, and people also wrote in to tell us about their sartorial descent items. (laughs) Um, We had no idea so many people already had their own version of the descent caller. That was such a revelation. It's amazing. I feel like, why have I not had this forever? I know. So we were very inspired by yes. listeners on this topic. We were. Okay, so Lisa Ann, she said uh, she sent a picture of her descent collar. It's a mask, a, you know, a face mask like we're all wearing. It says vote and the O is a heart with RBG in it. Um, she said she loved it so much she shared it in her Etsy shop sunshine designs la and it's her top seller it's a really cute mask you should definitely check it out now a lot of people had jewelry descent items Uh, mary jane says i have these earrings and i have given them to friends who need a subtle descent item they say nevertheless she persisted on the left and right ear it is of course a nod to our current political maelstrom but i always wear them when i am subtly protesting a situation or just need a psychological boost i got these from the aqua beat on etsy and then jessica said there's a people should get out a, a piece of paper and a pencil for yeah. this one because yeah. there are all these great descent yeah. ideas from all these different shops okay so this one is from jessica she said my friend marie owns an amazing jewelry shop in san francisco called fiat lux and we'll put a link to that in our show notes and she has a jewelry line called f you, which is a range of little hands giving the finger. They come in various metals from inexpensive sterling silver to gold with pave diamonds. The line includes stud earrings, a ring, necklace, or lapel pin. They are more subtle than they sound, but powerful. She said, I have one earring and an asymmetrical haircut, so I wear it covered by my hair during subtle rebellion moments and sometimes switch it to the visible ear in clearer moments of descent. Part of the proceeds from the line go to She Should Run, a nonprofit that identifies, convinces, and supports diverse women to see themselves as political candidates and run for local office. I love this one. I would totally wear that. Oh, yeah. And then Tamara has a pair of bird out of a cage earrings. One earring is a bird cage. The other is birds who are free of the cage. So that's a nice message. And Miranda has descent earrings from Bang Bang Bijou. Claire says, I haven't seen anyone else post this, but regarding the descent collar, here in the UK, there was a huge response to the spider brooch worn by Lady Hale, president of the Supreme Court, when she made a ruling against the actions of our prime minister. There were T-shirts made with images of the brooch on the collar. Hmm. Nice. So Lady Hale is the UK's RBG. Yeah. Then this is my favorite. Um, Angie said, during a particularly challenging time at work, I bought a pair of underwear that said F you across the butt. I'd wear it on days when I knew I had a meeting with my boss. I definitely smiled every Mm -hmm. time I turned around to leave the room. Another friend at that job had a very large cocktail ring she would wear on her middle finger. I could just see like 
another thing that I would do, like twirling a, you know, a ring on my middle finger while someone is driving me insane. Well, Sarah, you happen to have that huge cocktail I ring do. that you got from your mom. And yes. I, we were always like, when would you wear that? And I think now we know. Now we know. <laughs> um, and then, Liz, so many people wrote in with ideas for you. I mean, I don't even know where you start. Yes. Um, Farah on Twitter said, how about a descent bag? I can imagine you throwing things into it when angry, then carrying it proudly. <laughs> descent flats, a descent pen or stylus for working. You could pull it out to fume as needed. And Tamara and Fidelis both think you should make one of your um, new Veronica beard blazers your descent collar. See, I disagree with that because I feel like those are your like power blazers. Ah, like, yes. In a positive forging ahead way. Right. So they're not really descent. They're more, yeah, my power, power suit. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, this makes a lot of sense. Rochelle, yeah. Karen, Lori, and many others suggested a lightning bolt of some sort, earrings or necklace or a t-shirt, which of course, Sarah, a lightning bolt, which is my yes. own personal symbol, should probably be involved in my descent. Well, let's combine that with my favorite suggestion, which was from Vanessa. She says, your descent collar has got to be a pair of great shoes. We're talking statement shoes. You've talked a ton about how much you love great shoes. So if you have a pair you only wear when you're ticked, then there will be at least some pleasure in the frustration. Okay, so I think you should get lightning bolt shoes. They exist. I have seen them. They must. Them. Yeah, all right. So... <laughs> Something to shop for. Lightning bolt shoes. Thank you all for these great ideas. I think the lightning bolt shoe is a great thing for me to hunt for. Meantime, I also, Sarah, have that pair of shoes, the one you think of, to not cry. Yes, I was thinking about those. The Gucci sort of black and white stripe that I love, yes. but I rarely wear. So I could make a point of wearing them when I'm feeling like I need a descent collar. I love those. Yes, those are great so. statement shoes and like ass kicking shoes. Okay, so we got two pair of shoes that we can choose from once I get my lightning bolt shoes. Awesome. Next up, this week's Hollywood hack will make filling out your ballot quicker and easier. But first, this break. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Research the issues on your ballot now. Yes. Now, apparently, record-setting numbers of people have already voted. But if you have not already voted, 
There are always a variety of things on the ballot, like judges and propositions and supervisors and who knows what else. (laughs) And you don't want to be the person, as we have been, who sits down to fill out your ballot or go to, even worse, go to the voting booth to fill out your ballot (laughs) and don't know how you feel about these issues. Yes. So this week's Hollywood hack is to do your research now. We have this amazing friend, Caitlin, who does a Facebook post with a list of the resources she uses to decide what to vote for. And it is so incredibly helpful. Now, Caitlin and I are politically aligned. So for me, her resources are fantastic. You may want to consult different organizations, but we'll tell you what we go to. We go to our local paper, which is the LA Times. Although for me, I guess it would be the Misabi Tribune up here if I were voting in Minnesota. (laughs) We go to women's organizations like the National Organization for Women and Emily's List. And we also go to the ACLU. And then I also sometimes ask a friend, like, if there's a medical issue, I'll consult with a doctor friend and get their point of view, just so I feel like I understand the issue. Yeah, you did that, actually. You helped me decide something based on a conversation you had with a doctor friend for one of our L.A. propositions. Yes. So look up the endorsements of people you respect and share your resources with others on Facebook. Use Facebook for good. Yes. (laughs) And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer. We could not do this without him. The amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sankola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sankola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah's at S. Fain. We also have our Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Kraft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. We um, are able to sometimes not listen. Yes. And it all comes down to Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Yes. Thank God for Chuck. (laughs) Thank you very much. What is that? Let me try. Thank that was you. your God sound. I try to be Elvis. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you very much. From the Onward Project.